everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one. Let's listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux Welcome, Rewinders, and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your XO and mine, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. Ooh. <laughs> That's or, supposed to be it. And yeah, I got it. <laughs> Also for this discussion of the TV series Cowboy Bebop, we welcome aboard for the first time. He is a VFX artist, that's visual effects for those that don't know, uh, editor at Christian-Gamers-Guild.org and co-host of the Geek at Arms podcast. Welcome, Brian Ray. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Glad you're here too, Brian. So glad you're here. That's redundant. Now that you have a quick flyby (laughs) of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs? For Cowboy Bebop, both the series and the movie. Wow, let's go through the whole shebang. Here we go. Cowboy Bebop was released in Japan on April 3rd in 1998. And the movie was released like three years later in September 1st of 2001. The series is 26 episodes, but did you know there's actually a 27th one? Really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I got gypped because I bought the series (laughs) and it's not in there. Wikipedia told me so. All right, anyway. The movie runs an hour and um, no, strike that. It runs almost two hours at 115 minutes. Uh, the TV series is rated TVMA, yeah, and the movie <laughs> is rated R, yeah, I guess, because the the series actually showed more, in my opinion. But anyway, here we go. Uh, it was both directed by. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to mispronounce some of these names, but uh, Mr. Watananabe. Watanabe. That. that too. And uh, actually, the the are you going to go into the movie actually had like three directors that were directing different parts? Oh, no. I own, The only one I saw was Shinichiro Watanabe. Yeah, he's the main director. Okay. But like the very beginning. Anyway, anyway. Uh, there are some other people there. Uh, and uh, the music was... Composed by Yoko Kanano, but uh, Kano, there were I think Kano, Kano, that too. And uh, there's other music in there that he didn't compose, so that's a she, but good job, or two. <laughs> All right, Cowboy Bebop the movie was made for an unknown wait, amount of money. Wait, wait, who who starred in this movie? Um, some people I don't know, so I I butchered enough names already. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Koichi Yamadera, Yusho, Uncho Ishizuka, and Megumi Hayashibara, Hayashibara, and then Hayashibara? Sure, yeah, good job, Brian. And then Aoi Tada. We'll go with Tada. That. All right. And some other people you may or may not recognize. And Cowboy Bebop the movie was made for an unknown amount of money. And because uh, I can't find the budget of that thing anywhere on the <laughs> internet. But I could find that it earned over $3 million at the box office worldwide. Huh. That seems kind of low, but okay. 
But given this and the fact that it is in the anime genre, how high do you think it ranks among the other 112 movies released theatrically in the USA since 1980 in the anime genre? What do you think, Brian? 74. Wow. Just (laughs) without hesitation. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with like 90 because that seems like three, only three million. I'm going with 90. Yeah. Geek Devotion says 48, and he's closer because and the Redeemed number Redeemed Utaku says 67. Redeemed Utaku is, is not 67. It's actually 23. What? So, yeah. There's a, a lot of movies that make almost nothing in the theater here, apparently. Yes. I guess. What's the top of the, at the top of the list, Paul? Top of the list is Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, and number okay. two is Pokemon, the movie 2000. I think you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind melt or our subsequent roundtable discussion, which we will get to once Alice has located our target TV series and movie. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Four cowboys, four bounty hunters, four hearts, four notes. Following a dusty trail of money, sin, and desperation. Living day to day, dreaming hour by hour. Four beats, four parts of a movement. Mars to Venus, Callisto to Ganymede. Bounty to bounty and outlaw to outlaw. One ship, one crew, one destiny. One destiny and one crew, but one memory mind meld synopsis, which is a ridiculous chasing involving a cavalcade of dog. Glad (laughs) the absurdity peaked early. Loved the image of Ed floating in zero G. Still trying to sort out the angular momentum. (laughs) How the angular momentum would have worked if she was hanging on to Jet. Uh, horrid way to end. Uh, don't remember much, but I do recall thinking he obviously survived if they intend to make more. Wish I knew how. <laughs> um, yeah. That the, probably, yes. Uh, and, I, I mean, I didn't contribute to that at all. I'm not sure what you guys remember, but geez. No, this is, this is actually one of those rare occurrences because we were trying to do something, uh, another anime for anime, which is this is the third in our films or series for this, t- this our inaugural May where we're covering anime. Uh, this is an episode where neither me or Paul have seen the series or the movie. Brian, fortunately, has seen the series. Had you seen the movie before, Brian? Uh, no, I hadn't. So we're all completely fresh to the movie. So this will be interesting. No totally goes against our podcast <laughs> it does so apologies <laughs> to all those listeners who's like guys we come to this podcast because we expect you to have a, like a, a, a background fond love, a fond love or yeah exactly and now you have nothing nothing well uh, we don't apologize no apologies as maverick would say anyway <laughs> even those from top gun paul even those mem- even though <laughs> those memories were kind of flawed, uh, what rating did they lead you to predict for this movie before you watched it? In the case of me and Paul, or rewatched it, and that's the TV series or the movie, not just the movie. Uh, let's go. The movie. 
Oh, I mean, or the TV series? Is it and or both? It's we'll do and whatever we'll you do, like. We'll oh. do both. We'll do both. So we'll do both. Okay. Uh, Brian, what did you predict for the series? I predicted classic. Classic for the series and the movie. Well, I hadn't seen the movie, so that was kind of a guess. You can still predict. Yes, I predicted classic for both. Yes, classic for the movie also. Awesome. And Paul? Tragic. Oh my gosh. And I guess we're all over the board because I predicted nostalgic for both. So it'll be interesting to see if those, really interesting to see if those predictions come true. But first, let's get into our discussion of the things we liked most about Cowboy Bebop and also the movie. Let's spin up our best three. This will be interesting. This will be interesting. So we're, we're going to do this a, a little odd. Some of us are going to speak to th- uh, particulars across the series. Some of us are going to speak to individual episodes we liked. But let's begin with our guest, Brian. What's one thing you liked about Cowboy Bebop? Uh, I have to lead with the music. Oh, yes. Whoa. Oh, Caveat, oh. please go in further because I agree <laughs> and disagree <laughs> at the same time. So please... For the most part, the uh, the composition is really honest and authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, you you have a show like this, and they'll they'll pull a cut of pop music that's like, oh, this kind of fits, and it mm-hmm. doesn't really. Or hey, we need some heavy metal music, and you get something that sounds like a robot wrote some heavy metal music. <laughs> Good point. Um, I think part of that is because the music, a lot of times, came first, and they wrote the episode around mm-hmm. a, a cut that. Uh, Kano brought to the table. I wonder it's done. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I, I'm going to say before Paul takes it away, I really enjoyed the opening intro music. I and listen to it all the way through every time. I, I, If I wasn't pressed for time, I would have done the same thing. But I'm like, I got to burn through these. Come on. I got to find <laughs> a way to cut somewhere, somehow. But yeah, that that one by, is it is the, is it called Tank or is it by Tank? That's one I can't ever the, remember. Song is called Tank. The okay. band was uh, now I can't remember the name of the band. No worries. I I just really liked that opening theme. So did the members of the band have jazz hands. Oh my gosh! I did really <laughs> enjoy the jazz and the blues. No, because they can't play their instruments and do the jazz hands That's at the same true. time. That is true. Um, oh, blew my mind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, the only music I didn't care for was the heavy metal. <laughs> I was like, eh, this is just not what I like. Uh, but it Let made sense for the character. Okay, go huh? ahead, Paul. But it sounded like heavy metal music. It did. It did. What were you going to say, Paul? Um, I agree with you guys uh, that the intro, the theme was, it, I enjoyed the intro. The Anytime they played jazz in the episodes mm-hmm. or even in the movie, which they really didn't, they, I really enjoyed yeah, so totally. It's the first, I would say, half maybe first few episodes had that jazz going on. I'm like, okay, this is actually like a good genre. But as soon as they left that going forward, they would mix all these other types of music in. And to me, it just wasn't good. And I kept wishing, man, I wish they brought that jazz music back because I think it would have made it a little more interesting, a little more flavor. I know they were trying different things, but I don't think it worked as well. So mm-hmm. I, and, and especially those pop songs where they actually had like lyrics in it, it just, I think it took away from it even more. And especially in the movie, it's just, this is not the way to go. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. Um, were there any, were there any parts of the music that didn't work for you, Brian? 
unless that's a dislike, which we can well, save. But <laughs> there, there are a few cuts that I didn't care for as much, but mm-hmm. none of them really took me out of the show. Okay. Uh, so knowing that it was a, a genre cut. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that we've got this really great jazz coming from Japanese musicians right? was delightful to me. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. But I will go. And I'm... I'm, I decided to uh, tackle what I liked and just like by the all the episodes I liked and all the ones I didn't like. So uh, I'll start off with one that uh, I liked. Uh, among the 26, these are essentially my top three episodes. So the first one I'm going to say is Sympathy for the Devil, which is episode six. And I just, I thought this was, so if you don't recall, this was the episode where there's this kid that was controlling this older guy and he was able to live forever because some comet yes. during the gate accident hit him or something. So that and he goes played into one of my likes. Okay, perfect. Real so quick. One of my likes is whenever there was a mystery about the show or the oh, episode, yes. I really liked it. Yes. Like when that lady when they had to guess what that lady's initials really meant or <laughs> Whatever there, whatever like in this case, the kid, mm-hmm. like what's what's going on there? Yes, I really like that. Yeah, yeah. So just expounding on that a bit more, just the idea that it totally played with your expectations. Like the whole time you thought this older guy was, I think then the I think the code name was Zebra, and you thought the older guy was Zebra and kidnapped the kid, but then it flipped and it was this kid and just figuring out well, how is this kid doing all this, and I, I just really. Love that, and then you learn that the, the guy trying to rescue his partner. I just, it was just such a compelling story, and you don't. It was so. I, I think this was something about. I think I forget if it was Akira or Princess Mononoke recently, but just the novelty of it really drew me in. So I really enjoyed uh, "Sympathy for the Devil" episode six. Um, let's go back to Brian now. What's something else you liked about Cowboy Bebop? Uh, I really enjoyed watching Spike's martial arts style. Oh, yeah. Um, It was consistent through the whole show. Mm -hmm. Um, Really relaxed. And you can see when he he makes an error, when he starts getting beat up, that he tenses up. And that it interrupts his flow and he starts to suddenly make more mistakes. I was... Mm -hmm. Just really enjoyed watching that. It had the the detail in the animation. Oh, totally. I I read. I don't know how true this is, but I did read that apparently his his martial arts technique was based on Bruce Lee's uh, Jeet Kune Do. Yeah, so water. I saw style. some of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I thought there was that a was, lot of Aikido in it also. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't realize. I didn't pick up on that. But that's really that's really cool that there was it was authentic to that level. So awesome. Awesome. Um. Paul, were you really digging on the martial arts or the action, or did any of those make your likes? Definitely, yes. Especially in the movie um, mm, mm-hmm. where they went, it was very detailed in a lot of not all the fight <laughs> sequences, but <laughs> most of them as were. I I loved. I liked it in the TV series, and I liked it even more. I thought they did even. They went up like not just another level, but another like five or six levels in the movie of it mm-hmm. so oh totally yes yeah that i i felt i'll just speak to the that of the movie real quick that i felt like the blocking of how they built action and sort of the overall pace of the movie i thought was really well done and i think the yeah. actions really punctuated those moments really well um let's go back to me and then we'll get into our classic makers for the series if that's possible for some of us, XO, 
I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> okay. Um, the next, the next one, and this sort of goes to what you're saying about when there's a mystery, Paul. Uh, but the next one I really liked was, and I'm going to butcher this name because it's not even Japanese. Uh, Perot Le Fou. Is that how mm. you guys would say it? Oh, is that the, like that, that fat guy that yes, spins around? Yes, that is always everybody. smiling. Yes, he's the guy yes. that's. And I, I, the reason I liked this episode was so much was I felt like it was almost like Akira, but distilled down to its core parts. You had this guy that the government was experimenting on and gained these like superpowers almost, and would just want to go and kill everything. I just, I thought it was. There's a lot of sort of the, some of the key themes from Akira, like I said, distilled down into this. And just not knowing how Spike was going to deal with this threat. Whenever yeah. the crew was like superly, superly, <laughs> was was actually <laughs> threatened, like there was something that I thought could take them out, that's when I was the most invested. And so this was another example of that where I just had no idea um, how they were going to get out of it. And I and, Oh, and then how they do uh, with the whole... Uh, cutting him and he's like acting like this kid and is like totally reminding me of the kids in Akira with the where they they see blood and they're like yeah and just I I just so I really enjoyed that and I I don't know if it was an homage to Akira I wouldn't put it past the creators but um yeah I really liked Uh, it reminded me more of Ranma if you've ever for those people who've ever seen the series Ranma's scared of cats so really Oh yeah, I forgot that that and I thought that was cool that they sort of put that seeded that element and that came to the to the fore in the fin, the finale of the episode. So that was episode 20 Pedro Le Fou is my best now that's French. That's interesting because that episode is kind of an inversion of sympathy to the devil sympathy for the devil. Hmm. Sympathy oh. for the devil you had an adult in a child's body. Oh yeah. Pedro Le Fou <clears throat> is a man an adult regressing toward a childlike yeah, state. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd like the movie Freaky Friday. (laughs) I've seen Freaky Friday. I don't really care. Well, I've seen the old one with. uh, Is that with Haley Mills? No, No, I know that's That's Parent Trap. Is it Jodie Foster? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I've seen it. I don't remember caring for it that much. So you didn't see the new one with um, Lindsay Lohan? Lohan. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. No, I did not. Okay. Well, you saw True Lies, and that's a better movie. Totally. I said it's a dog. Okay. Enough of other properties. <laughs> get back to uh, Cowboy Bebop. Um, let's get into our classic makers for the series, if you please. Let's okay. let's let's I'm I'm curious, Paul, what is your classic maker for Cowboy Bebop's the series? Whenever they went into the uh, origins or their history, oh. I was I was really invested. This kept my interest and i enjoyed that um most of most of the other episodes i didn't really care i mean it's fine it's just Mm -hmm. an average tv show with like all right this is our you know episode for the week or whatever but Mm -hmm. it's kind of maybe i like serial dramas or something but whenever there's a continued continuation continuation one of those words (laughs) continues Basically, <laughs> space I, time continuing. I'm really more invested, and I thought it was interesting whenever they went back and did some of the history. Uh, bonus, like my favorite episode was uh, it, it was kind of frustrating, but it's the uh, the feng shui one. What's what? that? Uh, number 21, boogie woogie feng shui. 
that one with uh i thought it was really interesting the way it began with jet at the uh at the grave and then mm-hmm. he meets somebody and it's somebody like it's a relative of a long past and mm-hmm. people are shooting at him and then there's this big mystery mm-hmm. and they thought the guy's dead but it had the most stupidest ending because at the beginning they thought the dad was dead and at the end the dad was dead. So there's no point. Yeah. <laughs> that I'll bring... whole mystery like with the action at the beginning and the mystery yeah. that followed and like, oh, let's follow the map. That was really cool. But sure. But sure. No payoff. I, I cool. like that also. <laughs> Yeah, I may be bringing that one up uh, a bit later, but uh, I I'm curious. You brought up the backstories and stuff, uh, yes. Bren. Uh, maybe this is your classic maker, but I'm curious. Even if it's not, whose backstory were you the most intrigued by? Intrigued by that would uh, that's a hard question to answer. Okay, because yeah. all all of them in a different way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. They did a good job of that. Yeah, I think probably Spikes was the one that I was the most curious about. Oh, okay. Um, it's the one that they built up the most of stuff course. and yeah. then didn't pay off any of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they did it in a tragic way, I'd say. Yeah, I was about to say they ended it, but <laughs> <laughs> it ended, but it didn't pay off, in my well, opinion. All right, yeah. that's yeah. right. That's right. I would love to to know more of that, but I agree with yeah. the, the the Spike's backstory intrigued me the most. It was really begging a huge question. Okay, so we know he got out of the Red Dragons, and mm-hmm. we know why, and he, mm-hmm. we know kind of how. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know anything about why he was such a big shot in the Red Dragons. What oh, that's led a good him point. There, yeah, yeah. Like, why is he such a great fighter? He looks pretty young. Yeah, maybe he's yeah, yeah. not. Maybe there's something else going on there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I really like your. And sort of, and as the story, as the series was sort of going at the beginning, I thought they were gonna like pull like he's like has cybernetics or something inside, kind of like how mm-hmm. Jet has his cybernetic arm. So well, he I, does have the artificial eye at least. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he say it's artificial? I know he says. I thought he says glass, but uh, it, 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 we saw it getting implanted. Yeah, at the beginning of Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, there's that weird I scene totally where all about the doctors that. are looking down. Yes, that's, I, that's the eye getting installed. That's right. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Um, but uh, okay, so for, for me, <laughs> I was actually I wanted to know more about Faye's backstory. That's the one I was most intrigued by. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that was it. they're all interesting. Yeah, but what I'm most interested in right now is. Brian, what was your classic maker? The thing you loved most about the Cowboy Bebop, the the series aspect? Well, I can't say just the series because this mixes the movie okay. and actually right. quite a lot. All right. Um, but I really enjoyed um, one of the things that I like about anime is seeing another culture's perspective on ours. Oh, okay. Seeing the the Japanese method of storytelling and, mm-hmm. and the way they can finish stories without actually finishing them. Mm. Uh, which would be completely anathema to American audiences. <laughs> what? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't even like, know what that means. I Something. got to the end of like uh, uh, Totoro. Uh-huh. Like my neighbor Totoro. Wait, this this movie is over. It didn't it didn't finish anything. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen my neighbor Totoro. Oh, you should, never mind. I was yeah. about to go into some some fan theories, but okay, uh, I'll uh, save it for another time. Okay. But I really enjoy that that outsider's perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. And for the most part, it was it was pretty well researched. I believe these cultures that they were in, yeah, um, whether yeah. it was the, the neo Mexican of uh, Tijuana or particularly the Arabic uh, mm-hmm. uh, society in the movie. In the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I liked that the most because in Western storytelling, we've got this 
thousand year history of conflict with Islam. Mm-hmm. And all of our stories are colored by that. Mm-hmm. Well, Japanese storyteller doesn't have that overshadowing that the stories are kind of telling, even if it's completely unintentional, we always wind up with kind of a caricature of Arabs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the most fair minded Western storytellers still don't quite show us what the Arab world is actually like to live in. Mm. And I think that this one did a really nice job of showing us people, people that we can understand, but people that are in another culture, that's not ours. Mm. Um, I just really, really enjoy that quite a lot. Awesome. Very cool. Paul has another bonus. Wait, I have a bonus. (laughs) The thing that I really enjoyed most about the TV series and the movie, this is really random, really dumb, but I so look forward to when Chuck's Howdy or Big Shot that with the 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 (laughs) belt. Put put it out. I was like, yes. And I was so sad when it got canceled. Yeah, I was sad about that too. Yeah. <laughs> but that was kind of cool. At the, like the second to last episode, you saw, you didn't know, but it was like the guy was yes. the actor with his mom. It like, took me cool. a really long and embarrassing long time to realize who that guy was supposed to be. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> I wouldn't have if I hadn't watched all these episodes together with that. Wait, right. What? I guess I still missed it. What what happened? Okay, there's a guy. In the second to the last episode, there's a guy meeting his mom at the airport. Okay, yeah. And that's the guy from the TV show that says, oh, she says, how's your TV oh, show? It got canceled. What about oh your co-host? Like, oh, she's dating the, the manager or producer or whatever. Oh, but he, she I didn't pick up on that. Voice because it was all an act, right? Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, I don't feel as bad for not getting it now. <laughs> I yeah. totally didn't see that. That's awesome, though. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, enough bonuses from you, Paul, because I have a bonus. Shucks, and, howdy! And it's the, <laughs> it's that those three guys that are in the first episode, those three older oh, yeah. guys that are always playing cards and stuff, and yeah. even in the movie they're doing, they're flying a plane. I just, yeah. I love that the whenever anime has like a chorus like that of, oh, of yeah. characters. It's always just fun, just fun for me, which it doesn't make any sense why they'd be in all these different places, but it's it's, a running gag. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I appreciate. Or in this case, it's gaggle. Uh It's a group of them. Yeah. I got that. (laughs) Don't really want it, but I got it. Um, but my classic maker is actually uh, live in chat here. Redeem Dutaku uh, mentioned it, and it's episode eleven, "Toys in the Attic." So I'm watching this series, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this there they go out. They try to get get a uh, a bounty. They come back. Okay, they don't usually succeed. All right, this I guess is okay. And then we get to episode eleven, and even though it's a blatant alien ripoff. <laughs> Or maybe it's just homaging. That's fair. But I just, I loved the tension buildup in this episode. And uh, I, especially the moment where Spike comes out with all the guns, like the rocket launcher, just everything ready to go. Oh, is that with the creature, that blob? <laughs> yeah, that, that comes out of the, the, yeah. the spaceship and is attacking everybody? Yes, yes that oh, one. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I just, yeah, again, again, the, that you have this imminent threat that I don't know how they're going to overcome I think that just and this mystery of what is this thing? Where did it come from? That was this old lobster. It was, it was a bit <laughs> ridiculous to me, but I I loved that. And oh, it just it was. 
I thought, perfect how they defeated it by Ed eating it. <laughs> that was just so... Rigid. How is that so, perfect? Didn't make sense at all. It's just, it's just it's so silly. It's just like overboard silliness that that would be what they would do. But I think that, that totally speaks to Ed's character. And so that's what I, I, I... That was my favorite. That My classic maker for the series was that episode. Okay. So. <clears throat> all right. Well... Now let's get to you. Sir, I think both did both of you kind of speak to your classmakers for the movie? No, uh, Brian did. Um, I believe I did not. So, I said things that we liked about it. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and do. Uh, and if you want to add more to yours, Brian, feel free to. But I'm going to go ahead with Paul for his classic maker about the movie. What was your favorite thing about the movie, Paul? My favorite thing about the movie is actually the opening sequence with the the convenience store because oh that oh yeah I thought you meant like the credits I'm like really no (laughs) really no it was so lighthearted compared to the rest of the movie and it really embodied the spirit of the TV series and it was fun yeah it was like okay how are they going to get out of this it was fun to see that yeah so unfortunately for me the movie peaked early. It's funny. Well, that was sort of the antithesis of mine, which is my classic maker came right at the end with the dog fight where Spike's flying against, of trying to get away from those, I don't know if they're Air Force or Army jets or wherever they are, but oh my gosh, that was just so intense. And I love it. It took this the action from the series and ramped that up to 11, which yeah. I just, I just, I loved it. And the something we I haven't s- spoken to, I don't think, is just the overall uh, coloration, and I feel like the animation motion was, <clears throat> excuse me, was on par with the series. Was the movie was on par with the series, but the overall color and just the the vibrancy of the movie was way way above the series, which was appropriate it being a movie. <clears throat> but that dogfight was just oh amazing! I loved it so much. Really, I thought it went on a little too long. Right, and more, you- more, and the and the music for it was amazing too. No, no, it wasn't yes. jazz. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was. The, the dog fight oh, drove me you're nuts. Right, you're, it, 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 sorry, sorry, Brian, <laughs> but I will say you're right. I think that was closest to jazz. It has like a jazz thing going yeah, on. Yeah, so that gets a pass. Uh, the dog fight drove me nuts because I didn't. I didn't understand what motivated the army to send these jets after him. That didn't make sense. I'll give you that. But (laughs) I don't care. It's cool. (laughs) At some point, they got to say, okay, we got to cut our losses. Obviously, the secret's out. We're not going to keep it bottled up anymore. Why are we still sending, you know, millions of Wulongs worth of uh, artillery after this guy? He just keeps shooting it all down. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't make sense. I, I... Holy, holy, agree with that. It was a cool fight, though. It was a cool fight. Yeah, that's the that's that is my classic. <clears throat> okay. Oh my goodness, guys. Uh, but oh, you know what? We we had lots of bonus things and whatnot. But I just I did forget something else I liked. Spirit Blade Productions and Christian Geek Central. Soon after forming Spirit Blade Productions, Peter Franson created Christian Geek Central as a way to provide more content and community to Christian geeks. Included in that is an online annual celebration called the Summer of Free. Yes. 
Throughout the summer, Pater regularly shares where geeks can go for free entertainment, uh, be it movies, games, and more. And for the first time this year, Spirit Blade Productions is making their first part in its groundbreaking audio drama trilogy, Spirit Blade, free for everyone. Whoa! Check out this and all the free and all the free fun at youtube.com slash Christian Geek Central. That's fantastic. Everyone should go out and uh, download the whole drama trilogy of Spirit Blade. But what does this really have to do with Cowboy Bebop, Francisco? Well, you can actually watch Cowboy Bebop for free with ads on tubitv.com. That's T-U-B-I-T-V.com. And that's actually how I watched most of it. I have the DVD series, but for the... just convenience of life is a lot easier to just watch on my phone sometimes so oh, yeah who down- wants to break out the dvds <laughs> and get them out of the case and watching clarity Lost all the way over there to the player <laughs> yeah so much i work. understand that <laughs> so okay spirit blade productions is doing summer free yes. and you can watch cowboy bebop for free exactly. on exactly com. okay yeah see it's perfect mm-hmm. perfect uh okay okay yeah maybe you could make this a bit better let's actually talk about some trivia specific to cowboy bebop how about that here we go all right uh did you all realize that spike's bent cigarettes are an homage to uh jiggin is it jiggin from lupin the third i think you're a fan of lupin the third right paul yeah it's an homage to that and or so this came from two different sources. <laughs> there are it's a subtle reference. The the Ben Cigarette is a subtle reference to jazz pioneer Dizzy Gillespie, one of the founders of Bebop, whose trademark was a trumpet with a bell slanted up. So if you've okay. ever seen those trumpets that where the bell goes up and out, it's like it's a Dizzy Gillespie's, I believe. Isn't like a French horn? No, this is but like, this is a hey, trumpet. Uh, the story goes he tripped one day and bent his horn. Oh, really? And then he found out that because the way he tended to, to put his head down when he mm-hmm. played, mm-hmm. that it still projected. And so he just did that to all of his horns. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. I don't know if that story is true. That's what I've heard. Another I, bonus. <laughs> another bonus trivia. Exactly. So, so here's my question to you guys, though, based on that. If someone was going to pay an obvious homage to you in a movie or TV show, what do you think the homage would be? So it could be something about what you do for a living, something about your overall character. What what would they homage, do you think? What would be like, oh, they're referencing Paul Powers. Oh, they're referencing yeah, Brian. Because he's, const- he's talking about interrupting and mentioning the millennium. <laughs> so someone... <laughs> Someone interrupts someone else with a millennium joke. That would be yeah. Paul's homage. Perfect. I love yeah. it. If what are you, the master interrupter with your millennium questions? If you're not sure what the millennium aspect of this is, uh, Rewinders, uh, that usually comes in our live streams when I'm playing video games. Paul will usually join in for a little bit and ask a question that's related to the millennium somehow, which I have no idea how to answer. So. But that's. I was hoping it was a reference to the television show Millennium. No, no, this is the actual like uh, Book of Revelation. (laughs) Thousand Year Reign of Christ. Yeah, whatever your interpretation of that is. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, I have never seen the TV show Millennium, but Brian, that's neither here nor there for this trivia question. How would people homage you? Uh, Probably through use of my little coat of arms image that I use on a lot of web forums. Oh, awesome! Okay, very cool. What's 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 the key element of that other than like probably a shield, I well, imagine? But 
on a field or a tree eradicated, encircled by a serpent. Ooh, interesting. Uh, reference to the Midgard serpent and the Yggdrasil from Norse mythology. Sh- sure, the Ig- Yggdrasil serpent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. The one that battled Thor, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, great. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. Awesome. Uh, great to know these things about you guys. And now that you found out some trivial info about us, let's find out what memories you our awesome listeners had about Cowboy Bebop. So we go, like to go out to uh, Facebook. Actually, we, I should say Paul, does an amazing job of posting to Facebook and Instagram saying, hey, we're going to watch whatever movie it is, Cowboy Bebop or what have you. Uh, what do you remember about the movies we cover? And here's what some of you had to say. <clears throat> uh, Carlo Miranda said, I remember that despite everyone's experience slash quirks, they all have some form of old, let's keep our crew together, but not in a sappy way. It's like the Guardians of the Galaxy's unspoken thing, the love of family, but with this band of misfits, particularly our crazy monkey girl. <laughs> She's like Koala from Love Hina. <laughs> oh my gosh, she is like that. <laughs> yeah, loves to eat. That, that's the turtle girl, right? I really yeah. From Love Hina. And wow, kudos to you referencing Love Hina, Carlo. <laughs> Just so happens that's an anime Paul and I watched in college. There's um, not many we have, so good yeah, job. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Reed Benson says, I remember liking the series better and being disappointed that the movie wasn't a follow-up to it, uh, though that would have made sense. But I also remember it being good enough on its own that I'd still watch it again. And that opening scene in the supermarket was like Dirty Harry, very cool. Totally and, agree. And actually, Reed brings up a point that was asked actually in uh, live here in the chat. If, you, if you've if you never uh, watched us live, you can watch these when we record them live at twitch.tv slash retrorewindpod. Um, but right now, uh, Dale asked a question about where does the movie take place in terms of the series? Is it like a follow-up? Does it take place before? Uh, Brian, do you happen to know when what the timeline is of the movie with the series? It is set between episodes 22 and 23. Um, Okay. It was produced after the series was finished, but it obviously wouldn't. I think they wanted to leave the door open for making an additional uh, series. Mm -hmm. So they set it slightly before the climax. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because in the climax, we'll we'll just put, you can't really continue the series very well. You could, but it would be an entirely different thing. Well, we've already done the spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, he died. (laughs) That's true. Well, yeah, yeah. Who's ever really dead in comic books or manga or anime? Well, in anime, most people usually say dead. But anyway. If you collect all seven Dragon Balls, you can wish them back to life. not the same anime paul and over on instagram uh, movie animation just gave us a blush emoji or a smiley emoji i'm not sure but thanks move move animation all right so that's the feedback we got thank you all so much for sharing your memories uh of cowboy bebop and uh, no one really had a negative experience, but that doesn't mean we didn't have negative experiences rewatching this or watching or rewatching the series and movie. So uh, with that, Alice, let's spin up our worst three: the things we didn't like about Cowboy Bebop. And I'll go ahead and, and kick us off, and maybe you guys can uh, and go off of this. But I'll start with the, the episode that I probably. I, I didn't hate it, but of all of them is sort of in my bottom three. This is, it's kind of a silly reason, but it's episode 18, Speak Like a Child, 
This is the one where uh, Faye Valentine is getting the videotape uh, or the beta tape, I should say, of her her as a kid. I don't know if she was making the the video. I think she was making the the recordings of herself, and then she gets a beta a Betamax player. Um, so the reason I didn't like that one is because that is there's no that loose end is never tied. We never find out who sent her the Betamax. No, oh, never yeah. out who sent her the video or the the beta uh, yeah, recording. But that's there's a lot of the backstory that's never of all the characters' well, backstory that's not completed. Well, so like I, that leaves it open. Like I said before, guys, Phase was the one that I was most oh, interested I see, yeah. in, and that. It, you had no idea. I just, oh, it aggravated me so much. There wasn't even a hint of where it came from. So, <laughs> uh, that, that bothered me. But, uh, were, maybe that's, I'm curious, were there any uh, certain stories or any characters that made your guys' dislike list? Let's start with Brian. What's something you disliked about Cowboy Bebop? Um, I really actually didn't like a lot of those uh, humorous side characters. The woman with the turtle on her head. The, uh, why am I not remembering that? It was in the second episode with the pet shop owner. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Turtle on her head for some reason. <laughs> the the, uh, the oh. big shot hosts, the Mexican bounty hunters, mm-hmm. like, and those three old guys always having the same conversation. I just. Oh, I thought that was cool. Okay, oh, no, I, that's I understand fair. it's annoying. Yeah. That's just a particular. I don't. I don't have the same kind of sense of humor as a lot of people. And so the things that, oh, this is the comic relief for this episode. Just like, ah, that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. And you know what the biggest culprit of that was? That dumb cowboy. That oh, I never was about remem- to bring that up. That's oh the character God. I hated most. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, cowboy Andy, which I thought was set up brilliant because I thought he was going to the first half of the episode i'm like oh this is spike's rival or yeah his, oh totally yes yes frenemy and they can be like at odds or whatever mm-hmm. and i thought because they looked alike and so i thought it was like his long lost twin brother that oh, they were oh. gonna go like have this deep story behind but no he's just a stupid just idiot i uh, know oh my gosh just uh, i don't totally clueless should not be yeah. it reminds me of uh do have either of you ever watched parks and recreation or Parks and Rec? No. Okay. <laughs> well, for those of you <laughs> tier rewinders that have, the par- character played by Paul Rudd, who's uh, who's running up against Leslie Nope, who's just, just he's running for election just because his dad wants him to, and he doesn't really care about the, the city or the, the, the state or anything like that. He's just... He's just totally incompetent, and he does a good job at it. I actually, I mean, I'm a Paul Rudd fan uh, of several of the things he's done, but this, I'm like, oh, gosh. So that type of character, yes, I agree, is very annoying. Um, so, but just even the other lesser, the other comedic relief you generally care for, Brian. That, that's what you said? Almost universally, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, tell, me you did, tell me you liked Ed, though. Tell me Ed didn't bother you. Edward. I cannot do it. Oh my <laughs> gosh, come on. It was great. I don't know what we're talking about, Brian. But let's go to Paul. That's something you didn't like. Edward. No, oh my gosh. Like um, this the is really dagger weird. my back. Um oh, overall I thought a lot of the episodes and a lot of the movie was slow. So yeah. it's one of the things I, I didn't like is that um, I have ADD and I need my expectations met <laughs> consistently and, and fast. 
So um, a lot of those fight scenes, a lot of those chase scenes, these are good. You throw in mystery, good. Mm-hmm. You throw in, um, hey there, cowboy is just kind of slow. So <laughs> then I'm not... Long, lingering shots of a space field. Yeah. Which I find <laughs> interesting. I think they did a good job. I think a lot, like especially a TV it, series, right? I thought of yeah. A lot of the backgrounds were exceptionally well done for mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, it does add to the long and slow and boringness of it. Yes, exactly. Uh, I I'll say to that that I, there there seemed like there were just too many episodes that just seemed like filler. They that didn't contribute. You were sort of speaking to this earlier, Paul, where you want something more serialized, and there definitely were. Uh, uh, through lines throughout the series, but some episodes just, yeah, just didn't seem like they added much. They were just trying to get up filler. to 26. Yeah. Yeah. So filler. that was a frustration, but not my episodic frustration, which came in the form of the real folk oh. blues, which uh, this was episode 25, 26, the, the finale. Oh, and yeah. I just hate how they decided to wrap up this. Yeah. Especially now, you might say, "Oh, because because Spike dies." Yeah, and that uh, that was sad. Um, I do like that. I feel like th- I feel like I've gone for a long time and not recognized when someone says "bang" like that. I probably didn't know what that meant. Now I know that they're referencing Cowboy Bebop. But uh, I'm sure, there's a lot of people that say "bang." You know what, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> but do they say? Yeah, and like, yeah, it's a very particular like hand motion, and yeah, I blank. Anyway, actually, the part that frustrated me the most was concerning Ed and how he just he just leaves yeah. with no hang ups. I mean, sure, he's he, she. I'm sorry, is with her her dad, which doesn't really only kind of remembers her, and it's like I, I know you she's a are very the father. <laughs> okay, bye. I know she's a very sort of flighty character but that just seemed very odd and then even worse than that i hate that faye finally finds a place to belong and it's uprooted she just oh so i know it's like it's well told then and yes and i i appreciate that they're i guess they want to end it with in a sort of a tragic way maybe they're trying to build up toward like this life of just living by the gun so to speak just doesn't really amount to anything Mm. Yet, I mean, it was interesting how Spike was like, I want to go and see if this has all been a dream and try to wake up from the dream. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of um, nihilistic, but it, it's still interesting. I just, I, uh, I, I, I wish it, there were some happier tones. Even mm. if you're, we just see uh, Jet and Faye you know, going on and continuing so that we know at least they're, they're able to get some closure. Or something. That would have been nice, but no, no. So. <laughs> no, they needed more closure than that. I'm fine. Okay, but I'm saying they had to end it. And it. Oh, okay. I'm just, okay. Anyway, I've gone on long enough about that. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to Bran. What's something else you don't like? I got to disappoint you again. I got to say, Piero Lefeu. Oh, my uh-huh. gosh. I he was hate a- that episode. Okay, why Why do you hate too it, though? indestructible? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. about everything about it I don't like. Okay. First of all, that... The thing where you've got a an action show, and mm-hmm. most of the time, what happens is directly driven by the characters' lives, what they do. In this one, it's totally random. 
Spike comes out of a billiard hall and gets involved in a gunfight. That just mm-hmm. the coincidence of it is is mind boggling. It's just this guy gets in fights all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in contrast to uh, the inversion that I mentioned earlier, uh, sympathy, for, sympathy for the Devil mm-hmm. gets involved in that as a direct result of the life he chooses to live. Mm, I see. What you're saying. Okay. Just a random encounter. Yeah. And yeah. In TV shows and in role-playing games, both, I don't like the random. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but allergies? Oh, that's <laughs> right. And then the uh, the character of, of LeFou himself was mm-hmm. just that blend of the maniacal and the comical. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time being scared by him just because he was too clown-like. Oh, see, I didn't really feel scared by him. Go go ahead, Paul. I said ridiculously over the top. Yes, ridiculously over the top. See, And And the physics didn't make sense. (laughs) And it's just like... Yeah, I don't really get how he can fly. There, he didn't seem to have like a jetpack or anything. It seemed like... They never explain, okay, what's what's up with the flying? Yeah. And... Well, that goes into my next thing that okay. I didn't like, All right. which is, but it, but it's it goes into my tragic maker of this of the whole series. Well, why so don't you go ahead? Why don't you go ahead with that, Paul? With that, yeah, and that's a lot of the physics don't make sense. Okay, and this this goes into at the first episode, we have Spike who's dodging like uh, twenty bullets with ease and flow. It's all coming at him. He's like all super like, oh, I can do anything like. All right, this guy's unstoppable, basically, right? <laughs> okay. So by the time you get to the last episode, there's not like 20 bullets flying. at These guys can dodge bullets <laughs> up until where it matters <laughs> for convenient and plot sake. Yeah. And basically, then my tragic maker is that there's it doesn't follow physics and then it tragically ends and it's like because it all of a sudden decides to follow physics it's like make up your mind it's 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 frustrating i don't know where what to believe i i can put aside my what is that where you suspension of disbelief yes to be in this world but this world is constantly changing Mm, okay (laughs) for some reason i mean usually sometimes i have a i have difficulty with suspension of disbelief, but this didn't really, I don't know, for whatever reason for me for with this series, that didn't seem to matter so much. It seemed sort of overly fantastic in like a sci-fi type of way where it's just like, sure. well, there, there's probably some reason that that's happening. I did yeah. like that they did some elements of um, sci, science fiction fact where you have the, I, I forget if it's centrifugal or centripetal force, but in that one part of their ship that's always spinning, I guess to give gravity, though, I wonder if that's the part where, where there's no gravity and the rest of the ship's always spinning. I don't know. It didn't actually, now that there's I think a, about it, it didn't really no make gravity, but they're accelerated toward the outside of the ship. That's why they can flick the, the cigarette across the room and somebody else can catch it. Okay. Okay. Because the whole thing is rotating, mm-hmm. you actually have to flick it to like three feet to one side of the guy so that the rotation will bring it to oh, them. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Straight across, and that doesn't make sense. Oh, well, see, I don't, I'm just, I'm see, happy in my ignorance, apparently. <laughs> We're not working. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like it, right. was, it was almost there a lot of times, just uh-huh. not quite. All right. But there was, I noticed several homages to Stanley Kubrick's 2001. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
Uh, well, Paul, okay, so you, that is your tragic maker. Let's just keep going with the tragic makers. Uh, Brian, what's the thing you hated most about Cowboy Bebop as the series? Unless Edward. it's also... No, seriously? <laughs> seriously? Uh, You're killing me, Brian. That that character archetype is one that just drives me crazy. Oh, uh, okay. And I get that. Okay. The obnoxious child. Uh, well, it, it, the invincible hacker, he can hack through in... Or she right, can exactly. hack through That's in. another another aspect of the character that was like... Okay, I can I can buy Jet as a hacker. Edward is a hacker. Okay, she's what the ten maybe, if having these skills to I, hack a military satellite. I'd say more I like twelve, that. but okay. I, well, she's well, a savant. She's, she's a, a kooky genius. genius. Yeah, <laughs> but it's I, it's I, physics I of the brain. Thing. That's a that's a character type. All right, but the obnoxious child like uh, Annie in Robotech. Uh, that obnoxious kid from Pollyanna and uh, all of those. All Disney these things are things I haven't seen. You listen to that kid say, Pollyanna! Come out and play! About 60 times. Oh my gosh, that would get annoying. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. your favorite character. You know, the boy in uh, Swiss Family Robinson that exactly, would just like the same kid. run off without without telling his parents. You know that kid, Francisco? Yes, it's I know that kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, so that. Okay. That character type just grates on me every oh, time. I interesting. See it. Okay, yeah. For some reason, I I think sometimes it can. I think so, a saving grace for me with Ed was that I I don't know. She just seemed like she was so okay. You guys, I know Paul has seen Firefly. Um, Brian, have oh, you ever seen yeah. Firefly? Okay. Well, she Ed almost felt like Kaylee in terms of her like if Kaylee was detached from reality in a, in a way i feel like hacker. that and a hacker yes i feel and like she that's, ate everything would you let me finish kind of a blend between kaylee and river yeah oh yeah yeah that's a good way of saying it yes exactly and just sort of very aloof and all just touches with the rest of the crew sometimes and but i just in a very like blissful way i don't know i for whatever reason she was winning for me in that way she didn't disobey authority because she was sort of her own authority so i didn't really have to worry about that component which is <laughs> so for anyone who's a long-time listener you know that bothers me but just picking up a random child and taking her along with you that didn't bother you no she no. went with them she <laughs> she wanted to go take her with them they didn't want to take her but she sort of forced their hand by controlling the ship so um anyway okay i will say this they didn't overuse her a lot of oh, times yeah. that character like I, I i grip my teeth every time they come on but they used her just enough so that i didn't turn off the show oh that's good i i one more moment i know i'm not trying to convince you that she shouldn't <laughs> be your your tragic mirror that's fine i did love how the way she hacked was with all these little smiley faces for the passwords. I thought that was just really cute and just a unique sort of spin. And for I like the, the VR goggles thing. For yes, me. yes, yes. That was cool too. Okay, well, that's okay. Then that leaves you know my my tragic maker, which is actually so you. I liked it. You didn't. Paul liked for inexplicably boogie woogie feng shui. I did not like this episode. Oh my. And I think it's probably for some of the same reasons you pointed out, Paul, but I was confused if they were trying to, first off, I was confused. You guys didn't like the physics. I was confused if they were trying to say feng, feng shui was an actual like 
thing, like almost like a chi or a key or something where you could like actually use a force oh, wow. power on the world or something. It it seemed like they were trying to say that, but then by the end it didn't seem to really do anything. So that <laughs> confused me. And then um and then yeah, I didn't like well for actually Jets back background episodes were sort of my least favorite. I didn't really care for I know they were going for a noir, him talking like talking or narrating the episode, but I just I was not really enjoying that. So that was a point against it. And then I didn't I also didn't like that she loses the dad at the end essentially. So that and so that there was no arc in that regard. So maybe I could be your boyfriend. I mean your older brother. <laughs> That was that that moment was funny. I got I will say, but it, it felt more like a filler episode. It didn't really give a whole bunch of background into Jet well, except him being a detective and meeting this guy. Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I really did want there to be another point of reference to his background in that story. It was like yeah, we got the idea that it was coming from his history, but we didn't see anything of that history. That yeah, was exactly. Now, yeah, it would be more interesting if it was like a case he never solved or yeah. like a cold case or something. I think that would have been more interesting. Like, oh, is he going to figure this out? But um, that would just make the episode more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want that? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, let's go on to our tragic makers for the movie now. Uh, let's start with Paul. What's the thing you hate most about the movie? Same thing about the show is when oh. things don't make sense, especially with the physics and the whole Gosh, thing guys. around Vincent where he just walks away from the explosion of the truck. Where does he go? Physically, like he disappears. And then like later, Vincent, when, for those that may be unaware, is the main bad in yes. in the movie. Yeah. Yes. And later in the middle of the movie where uh, Spike... Ha- cannot break through the the window of the trains that are going by so he shoots at it and was with the gun to crack the glass and then flies his body through that's fine but when he faces um vincent vincent just like grabs his head and shoves him through the gr- glass he has this like this strength that is beyond like beyond the strength of a tank mm-hmm. there's no there's no um preface there's no there's no yeah. in, uh impetus justification justification why that's and then he just he was holding a grenade and explodes and he disappears this guy is d- defying the laws of physics all throughout and the, come to find out he has nanobots in him. And then he, he there's a throwaway line. Yeah, but those are only thing. supposed to help against other nanobots, which doesn't make right. sense. Why is it giving him all this strength and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Th- then he says to Faye, oh, now um, you're something like oh, nothing will ever hurt you anymore or something like that. So either uh, Faye and Spike that have these nanobots now are indestructible, which doesn't make sense <laughs> for... The rest of the series, episode oh, 24 and good 25. Good point. Yes, yes. Or this guy, it, it, it doesn't make sense either way you follow it because at the end, this guy dies. I thought he was supposed to be indestructible, but, you know, with this whole fight mm-hmm. between him and Spike. And I'm, I'm trying to figure this out as the movie's going on and it leads to nothing. It's all frustratingly leading 
to nothing, kind of like in feng shui, where it all led to nothing. <laughs> so exactly. I felt gypped by the entire movie. Like, well, the bad guy's going to get you. And it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> very technical term there. Bleh. Yeah. All right. Um, so. Brian, what, what did you uh, feel gypped most by about the movie of Cowboy I Bebop? I think Paul's pretty well covered it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> pretty much the same thing. You know what? I'm way polar opposite to you guys. The thing that I... That you loved him in the The thing that I just could not wrap my mind around. Uh, like I get to the, the end of the movie. I'm like, you dropped the ball in such a major way here. Mm. How can you not bring back a prize of tank for either the beginning or the end of this movie? That yeah. is such a signature song. Make it an even expanded version or something. Upgrade yeah. it. Do something amazing with tank. Come on. This is not rocket science right now. Overplayed. <sighs> it's in the beginning of every episode. <laughs> They've but, already heard that 23 times. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, but it's been like, what, three years since someone's heard it? No, you need to bring it back. Yeah, I agree. Maybe there was a uh, souped-up version during the the dogfight scene. That would have been fine, too. Anywhere. Any, they could put it anywhere in the movie. I, just, I, I didn't see it here at the beginning. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, then... it was playing in the convenience oh, store and the speakers, but it was the Muzak version. <laughs> <laughs> Paul... <laughs> no, I agree. It's not in there. It would have been great to have it in there. I think it's it's missing out by not having it in there. Yeah. So that as as petty as that is, that really frustrated me that they didn't have. A That's prize. the worst thing about the movie. That's a pretty good movie. You know, I didn't think. Well, there would have been other things, but that's the thing that stuck in my craw the most from the movie. But we didn't have. We don't have time to get into all the plethora of ways the movie failed. <laughs> The seatbelts. The seatbelts. That was the name of the band. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you, Brian. I'm like, they, they didn't have, what, they didn't have seatbelts now in this movie, and that's why you guys didn't like it? Yeah, There's no physics and seatbelts. Seat <laughs> so yeah. unsafe, guys. Okay. <laughs> All right, well. Also turn signals. Okay, well. Now that we've entered all our targeting information into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. All right. Now, before uh, we get into our final rating, we sort of neglected to say, and maybe this influences influenced our final rating, if you've seen Cowboy Bebop, and you're like, oh, I wonder what these guys have to say about it, how they'll rate it. Maybe this will help no, help inform you why we rate it a certain way. Anyway, uh, let's talk about, before we get into our final ratings, if we watch this subtitled or dubbed. So I'll start. I watched most, the vast majority of both the, the show and the movie subtitled. I did watch one episode dubbed just to get a sense of what that was like. I thought the dubbing was fine, but uh, sort of like we, I think, talked about in the last, in Princess Mononoke episode, retrorewindpodcast.com slash 175, there's something about the Japanese vo vocalisms that are uh, a bit more emo emotionally engaging that I just I decided to just watch the subtitle. Uh, how about you, Brian? How did you experience this? 
I watched it dubbed because oh, okay. I wanted to keep my eye on the art and not have to be looking at the bottom of the screen all the time. Uh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I will say the voice acting is kind of hit or miss. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of times the guy playing Jet was not uh, convincing to me. Oh, yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed his, the quality of his voice, but his a voice lot sounds of, awesome. But his delivery, yes, was but his de- exactly oh, that's just delivery was less than believable. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So you ended up watching the dubbed as well, Paul. It sounds like yeah, the whole series I watched dubbed, and I, I had the option of watching the movie either way, and. I wound up watching the movie dubbed as well because I like to see the continuation of the voices that I was used to. Mm-hmm. But at the last, after watching the movie, I, re, I watched the last 15 minutes again in subbed and oh, it was so much better. I wish that I, I wish I could have watched or been able to watch the series subbed, but uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the edition that I have only has the English. In, oh, um, really? Oh, that's thing, disappointing. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so again, 2B TV, they only have the subtitled version. So if you ever did want to go back and experience this, you could watch it for free again. And sometimes they don't even play ads, which is weird. So you may get sometimes where you don't have to worry about an ad. But uh 2B TV, we're not sponsored by them or anything. Just let you know that's a place to watch Cowboy Bebop for free. If you're like, you know what, this is sounded interesting from what you guys had to say. Maybe I'll go see that. You don't have to pay for it, you can just Watch it that way. Uh, but you know what? Maybe you, maybe we think it's not worth watching. Let's get into our final rating. Do we rate Cowboy Bebop? And we'll go ahead and combine these, series and movie, since the movie is kind of like a long-form episode that happens in the middle of the series. So we're going to combine these into one rating to rule them all. <clears throat> Do we rate Cowboy Bebop a classic? We'd recommend anyone see this, <laughs> Paul has an aneurysm, uh, anyone see this uh, series and movie, um, whether or not they've seen it before, and nostalgic, they should only watch this if they've enjoyed it in the past, and it, it's a fun thing to come back to, or a tragic, it's not worth your time today, regardless of whether or not you've seen it before. Let's begin with our guest, Brian, how do you rate Cowboy Bebop? Classic, unreservedly. Oh really? Okay, and Absolutely. that was that was your prediction as well, correct? Yes, it was. Even with Ed, really? Like I said, she wasn't in there quite enough to make me want to turn it off. Yeah, so. she's not even in there for the first like nine episodes or something. That's true. So. Yeah, I think she comes in episode eight or nine. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's fair. Oh, did you? Either, any of you guys like Ein? We never t- touched on Ein at all in this. Yeah. I enjoyed Ein. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm. The first time I watched this show, I was not. They called him a data dog the mm-hmm. whole time. And I didn't realize that he had human-like intelligence until like halfway through when he was helping Jet play the whatever game it was he was playing. Oh, oh he yeah. does? That just chest right, right past me that he had. He was uh, super intelligent. That went right past me as well because I, I had this impression that I heard somewhere that he was some sort of like cyber dog or something, but I n- never saw anything from that. I just assumed yeah. everything he did was random. Oh kind of information in his DNA or something. And that's why everybody was after him. Oh, okay. He'd been engineered to be uh, very intelligent, maybe even super intelligent. I don't know. They never, that went over my head, but okay. Uh, But okay. That's fair. Fair. Um, Paul, how do you rate uh, Cowboy Bebop? It still wasn't good enough. The dog didn't even save Spike. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, Ed had him at that point. Overall, I'm going to rate it a tragic. What? Really? I mean, I the movie wasn't all I wasn't all that impressed by and most of the series I wasn't. Now, if you enjoyed the series before, I would say go back and revisit maybe a couple of the episodes that you liked most, but mm-hmm. I, I overall I don't think it's worth revisiting. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting way because I'm kind of in that same boat, Paul, that I think only it's I don't know if it'd be worth watching the whole thing again. Well, you're the one that combined it because I had different <laughs> ratings. Like the, the movie, I was going to say tragic, but the series nostalgic. But when you put them together, because the movie is part of it, I yeah, think yeah. you weighed it down more. I mean, uh, I, I'm going to say nostalgic, though, because I there was a lot to enjoy in this. And I feel like I, I feel like if you are a fan of it, you're going to enjoy it, even if you're putting it on just to have on in the background. It, and I could see me revisiting it in the future. Uh, actually, I just could I? Could I really? Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is tough. Okay, Francis. Okay, you know what? You know what's happened? I'm, 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 uh, I'm committing the the Francisco fallacy of caring Uh-oh. about what other people have, yeah. other people's impression of this movie, not really just my own impression of it. Yeah. Don't, doesn't matter what redeemed Utaku says, <laughs> even if they just, they know are no longer my friends. So over it. <laughs> oh, I'm so torn now, man. Why don't listen to other people. What do you say? Well, my gut says nostalgic, but I have nothing to back that up with. That's fine. Go with nostalgic. What, what's the explanation? I'm going with my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, and I totally thought I had this pinned down too, but now I'm like. No, oh, because you enjoyed some of the things. Yeah, but like, would I go back? And I, I, I that's a good point. I mean, this is weird because it's a series. It's as opposed to a movie where, you, oh, yeah, you go back to it every so often. Whereas a series, you can pick which ones you go back to. It's like, do you yeah. go back to the whole thing? <sighs> and you know then what? is that a class? Uh, class. Here's the thing. If we are talking about I do, I would want to revisit some of these again, that means they are nostalgic. There, is, there are components of these that are nostalgic, at least on their own. So I'm gonna, go with, I'm gonna go with nostalgic. I'm gonna go okay. with nostalgic. So according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we have a draw, which means we need to go to Francisco from the future who has asked our Re- Rewind Republic, which are uh, people who have supported the podcast on Patreon at the $5 or more level. We ask you guys how to vote. If you want to be a part of the Rewind Republic, uh, consider supporting us by going to retrorewindpodcast.com slash support. And uh, you can be a part of that. Or even if you sign for a dollar, you can get bonus content in, uh, Regardless, you won't get to vote, but you'll get bonus content. Enough with the plugging. I'll say, uh, Francisco from the future, what did the patrons end up voting on this uh, episode and what was the final rating? Thank you, Francisco from the past. Uh, well, we sent out the word to our Rewind Republic, and uh, all those who voted on Cowboy Bebop gave this movie and series a classic. So, in part, uh, thanks to our Rewind Republic. The Retro Rewind Podcast rates Cowboy Bebop, the series and the movie, uh, disputed classic TV series and movie. 
So thank you so much to our, again, to our uh, patrons at the Rewind Republic level and uh, also to uh, Brian and Paul from the past and Francisco from the past. But let's get back to them to see what they thought of these results. Oh, thank you, Francisco from the future. And man, I, I was, that was interesting. You know what? But I thought, you know what? I, I had it in my heart that that's what it was going to be. I figured well, that that's of what course. what be. else would it have been? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But you know what? Now it is time to go get back to our own time. Good old 20 XX. Alice. Concepts online. Receiving incoming transmission. Uh, feels good to be back, but we would not have been able to travel back to 1998 or 2001 uh, to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors, namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, the Feel in Film podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, the Untold podcast, Mrs. Lomax, Andy Lewis, Pierre Panda, James Kennison, Daryl Hafner, Kevin Joshua Burnham, and in addition to three other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. And if you want to keep us flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to see how. And while we're thanking our supporters, we also want to give a big uh, bounty reward to our subscribers (laughs) on Twitch. Which is another way to send us a couple bucks a month. And if you have an Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free. Find out how at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Twitch Prime. But hey, uh, let's keep this gratitude train going because we love hearing from you. So you have to, if you want us to hear from you, then uh, send us a Facebook uh, message. Send us an uh, email. Uh, leave us an iTunes review. Uh, all those would be great ways to give us sort of general feedback. We, I mean, you got some of our rewinders are awesome about posting to our Facebook, especially whenever Paul posts something or in uh, on Twitter, we're getting tons of engagement. It's hard to know exactly when that's appropriate unless you say, actually, there was a recent uh, tweet now that I'll bring up uh, from, and this comes from another podcast, uh, this or uh, host of another podcast. This comes from... Uh, a Logan, uh, the Theo Logan, his name's Logan. And it's, yeah. And, uh, he says, I host, uh, at TRG podcast. That's, um, the reformed gamers, uh, podcast. Uh, and I've been binging retro rewind podcasts lately, just found out about them and wishing I had heard of them sooner. So thank you so much for that. So comments like that. Uh, I also, uh, recently got a message from longtime listener, Ryan R. Jackson, he said, uh, I just, so I just finished si- the signs episode. Yeah, I'm behind again. That's okay. And James is freaking hilarious. I laughed a lot. So thank you so much for that, Ryan. So we appreciate feedback like that. Uh, if you ever want to just say, for the feedback section, that would help me parse what to put in and what to Hashtag not. feedback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be helpful as well. Hashtag feedback. Make it a hashtag. So thank you, everyone who has reached out in the past or will reach out in the future. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 176 is the place to find timestamps for this episode, links to contact us, and links for voting on the movies you want us to review. But that's not the only place you can reach us. Paul, where else can people find the show and also yourself? 
Shucks, howdy. You can also talk to us on social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and join our Discord server by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. And anytime that you want to share something retro 15 years or older, go on to those social media places and share with the rest of the community. We'd love to hear from you. Also, as I mentioned, we are on Twitch. Watch and chat with us live as we record this podcast, play retro video games, or create pixel art by following us at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod. Like all our friends who have joined us right now who are communicating mm-hmm. and chatting with us during this podcast. Indeed. But if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, you can go to pauljpowers.com. Stop by and say hi. Yes, and I will amend. I have not included this in our show notes, so my bad. But we are also on Reddit, and we are still uh, getting votes in for our sci frights uh, movies that you're going to want that you want us to cover in September and October. Uh, this coming September and October. And if we were to close voting today, and you can go to reddit.com slash r slash retro rewind pod to find our subreddit. But if you uh, were to go there now... I was about to say, we need more people to... um, What is it called when you suggest more things? Yeah, we need to... Yeah, nominate. nominate. Well, I was about to say suggest more movies for us to review because um i think we're a little lacking on some of our uh, movies there but that's me personally so actually there has been an upset since last time uh we oh, did this well maybe well, well let's so see. so if we were to close voting today we're not going to close voting until the end of uh august but if we were to close voting today uh we would be reviewing and it's the top three of this list escape from new york which i have in steelbook oh yeah um sleepy hollow 1999 which paul's not thrilled about at all <laughs> and blade the Wesley Snipes movie from 1998. So Alien, it's like the 40th anniversary or something of Alien, and that got pushed down. That's sad. Yeah. So if you want to see Alien and Aliens, which are in the fourth and fifth place, bumped up, go uh, vote those up. You just hit the up arrow to vote those up. And if you're ever looking at this and like, that's weird. Blade has seven points, and Escape from New York has four points. Why is Escape from New York at the top? It actually does a calculation where it's – it takes into account the number of votes and puts the ratio of like upvotes to downvotes in in a sort of a, in view of how many votes there have been. Uh, that's what determines what's at the top versus what's below it. It's complicated. Nerd it, talk. It's math. It's yeah. Math. Quantum something going on. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Physics. Pure <laughs> physics. Magnets. <laughs> Magic. But yeah, if you and also if you want to suggest another movie to for a nomination, you just write a comment of the movie to that or reply with a comment and with the movie name, and people will be able to vote up and down that. I also, not concerning Reddit at all, I want to thank Paul for being an awesome friend, awesome fellow bounty hunter, awesome co-host. It's so fun getting to do this show with you. I appreciate you much more than Spike appreciates Jet. So. Oh, thank you. Well, I almost appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't die and weren't key, uh, keyholed in the yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> well, no, I appreciate that. Uh, I thank you very much, and I'm also yeah. grateful to our guests for coming on to discuss Cowboy Bebop. Brian Ray, please tell us how we can find you online, and is there anything you want to promote? What's going on right now? 
Uh, well, you can find Geek at Arms at geekatarms.com, on Twitter at ArmsGeek, on Facebook at Facebook slash Geek at Arms. You can find the Christian Gamers Guild at christian-gamers-guild.org. Uh, also on Facebook at Christian Gamers Guild and on Twitter at Christ Game Guild. And you can find me at brianray.name. That's Brian with a Y. If you want to learn random esoteric math equations and stuff about visual effects. Awesome. And can you give us a little quick primer as to what Geek at Arms podcast is about and what Christian Gamer Guild is about? Sure. Geek at Arms is just uh, three guys chewing the fat over the latest geeky interest that we have. Uh, every other episode, we do a film club review of a classic science fiction fantasy uh, film that we feel has been influential on film in general or on their particular genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up next, I believe we've got Lady Hawk. Oh, uh, yeah. Because oh. you oh. guys did sort of like three fantasy films, right? You did Willow, and then I forget what the other... Uh, we was. started with science fiction with uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, mm-hmm. Blade Runner, and um, Forbidden Planet. Mm-hmm. And then right now we're doing fantasy films. We did Willow. Uh, we just finished whatever it was that we finished, uh, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. That's oh. what it was, yeah. And Lady Hawk is coming up. After that, we're going to do three animated films. Oh, cool. Oh, awesome, awesome. We need to do Willow. We need to do... Um, Lady Hawk. Have you seen Lady Hawk, Francisco? I have seen Lady Hawk, yes. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving along. Uh, Guild <laughs> is a gaming advocacy group um, trying to undo some of the damage that was done by the church against gamers through the satanic panic of the 80 and 80s oh, and wow. 90s. Oh, really cool. And trying to promote the church among gamers. We operate a worship service at Gen Con and Origins and I think GameStorm. Oh, awesome. We also have panels at at least two of those uh, conventions. And you'll see Christian Gamers Guild uh, members popping up at other conventions all over the place. Very, very cool. Well, thank you again so much, Brian, for being on. It is a pleasure having you on the podcast. It was a delight for me, too. Awesome. But as much as I'm appreciative of Paul and appreciative of Brian for being here, they're they're not who I appreciate the most. Who I appreciate the most is you. Yes, you listening right... Okay, actually, God comes before you guys. But you, second, listening right now, I appreciate uh, whether you're washing dishes on your commute, wherever you're at, whether this is your first time listening, if this is your first time listening, you made it this far, kudos to you, by the way, or you're a part of our Rewinder community. Thank you for spending time with us, and we pray you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You may have heard of them before when we referred to them earlier in the podcast. Check what? them out. You can catch us at our website or ChristianGeekCentral.com. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete Proceed to Nap Point Omega And return to base Hey Francisco, you want to stop by the racetrack? (laughs) 
You never learn, do you, Paul? <laughs>